We're starting at exactly the beginning of the daf. Rav Zvid has another option, another way to read what is the a different understanding of what is the level of tre- of severity of um, of mechamer of leading your animal to do work. So Rav Zvid if you do so unwittingly. You don't bring a chatas. So there's no chatas. So that party agrees with Rava. Um, but, and then it says, but, but if you did so willfully, then you're going to get skila, which is a very interesting split. Okay, if you do it, because that's what he says is the pasuk of comparing you to your animal. That's bemezid. But bishokig, it's only uh, it's not going to be a chatas because the carbon the carbon chatas is learned from Avodah and you have to do an action. So Masav Rava Rava has a problem with this. The pasuk says, uh, I mean the Mishnah says, I'm mechalas the Shabbos b'davar shechayavin al zdonu al shilgosol chatas. Then chayavin al zdonu skila. So it sounds like that's the equation. If it's chayav b'shokeg a chatas, then it'll be chayav b'meizid as a skila. Doesn't that imply though? That if it's not going to be a shogeg of a chatas, then it's not going to be mezid of a skila. Um, right? So the Gemara says that's your interpretation. It doesn't say it though. Does it say, but if you're not chayv be shogeg of then you're not going to be chayv be mezid skila? That's not true. Maybe it's what it's saying is this. How come? If it's chayev b'shogeg achatas, then you know for a fact that chayovin alzdona skila that b'meis you'll be chayev skila. V'yesh davar she'en chayovin alzdona achatas, but that doesn't mean that there isn't something that's not chayev achatas. And still, if you did b'meis it, v'chayovin alzdona skila b'meis you'll be chayev skila. Amayniu, what is that? Mechamer could be mechamer. So the bottom line is, says the Gemara, Rav is not that doesn't it's not quite saying the other way. So Rava, Achva de Rav Mari Barachel. So we're talking about a specific person, Rava, the brother of Rav Mari Barachel. Ba'amila Avua de Rav Mari Barachel. Others say it was the father of Rav Mari Barachel. Now the problem is, listen, the Basra Kasha, it's not true, actually. Rav Mari Barachel's father was not Jewish, so his name couldn't have been, it wasn't Rava. So the Rav Achshirei Rav Mari Barachel because there was a big uh, discussion what rights would Ramar Barachel to have a leadership position because his mother was, in fact, the daughter of Shmuel, but his father was uh, not yet converted at that time. He was a Gentile when he was conceived. And uh, therefore, it was a question whether he could be given a leadership position. And Rab did give him a leadership position because it's good enough if his mother is Jew- born Jewish. Okay? Um, and uh, so the so the Gemara says Dilma maybe train me train Barachel have it could be that there was a second Ramari Barachel and this one is just called Ramari Barachel but it's not the same one and it's and it could have a father his name was Rava um, so it's possible anyway bottom line is side point Masni la Lahashmaita Mishmeder Rabbi Yochanan he has quoted Rabbi Yochanan as saying this way Liptur he he said that when it comes to Mechamer your Potter completely. Okay, you're not chayiv in either direction. Now, Amar Rav Rabbi Yochanan, Hamachamer Acharbeim to B'Shabbos Potter Mikuloma. 
you're not chayiv anything. This means even less than what Rava was saying. First of all, bishogeg lo mechayiv chatos. Bishogeg, you're not going to be chayiv chatos. Why? The Hoksha called the Torah kulul avodah As we know, the Torah is compared to avodah and you have to do an action, and this is not an action. Bimezinam, if you do mechamer bimezid lo mechayiv, you're also not going to be chayiv. Why? The Tanana mechalas hashabbos b'davish chayiv and alzdono al shigos chatos. Then you'll get skila. He takes the diok of Rava that you're not going to be chayiv b'mezid if you're not chayiv b'shokig. So therefore, you're not going to get b'mezid skila either. And you're not also going to get a transgression out of a lav. Why davalei? Because this falls into the category of a lav shenitam lazhoros misas bezdin. It's a lav that's given over for a warning for. A, a bezdin, a mises bezdin. I just want to clarify what this means. Basically, um, in order for a lav to qualify as a lav, that let's say you want to get lashes for that lav, it has to be that it's something that the bezdin would be able to punish for. Um, in some way, uh, like for death penalty, if you do it bemazed. And uh, that's, the, that's the idea. It's a, this is a lav that doesn't even have that possibility. Um, in other words, in a regular malacha, um, the pasuk uses this verse to say, this is the warning for, uh, your, for, that enables us to carry out a death penalty for you. Because the Torah says, don't do malacha. So if I'm using the Pasuk for the Azharis, means Bezim, for all the other malachas, then it's basically, that is what the Azharis is. It's not even available, basically, for a lava machamer in a simple sense that you can get lashes for the lav. That's the idea. So the Havali lav shinitan lazarus means the best in the chalav shinitan lazarus means the best in ain't looking to love. You're not going to get malchus um, it, since it's needed for the warning to be able to give a death penalty. Okay. Anyway, the bottom line is filo lemandi amar. Even according to the opinion Lokin, there is an opinion that says that you could get lashes on from from the power of such a lav. But the Pasuk really is not saying it in the right way if it really means that you should get lashes for it. Why? Because Torah could have just said, don't do Melacha, and your animal. Why does it have to say, the word Ata is superfluous. Don't do is talking to who? To you, don't do. So that's already saying you. You don't have to say you again. So don't do, uh, you don't, do, you, it's understood, you don't do malacha, so then you could just go, your son, your daughter, your, your slave, your, your maidservant, your animal, you just continue to the other things besides for the you that it's being referred to. So um, why does it say the word ato? That's to tell you, who knew the mechaev? You're going to be the one who's chayiv on this lav. You're not chayiv for your animal. What the animal does is not going to be a chayiv lav, and it's just usr, but it's not, it doesn't have any of the extra punishments. Okay, and that is the end of that section. Okay. So, let's say he makes it to the outside of the courtyard. So, you want to take off the things off the animal, so we said if it's not muktzah, you can remove it directly. If it's muktzah, 
And you could just untie it and let it fall to the ground. That was what we said. So Amir Rabbuna, what if it's carrying glass? Now, you just untie the sacks and let them fall on the ground, and basically it's going to be correct. So that's not good. So what can you do? Maybe Karmakistos, you bring pillows, covers, blankets, soft material, and let it land gently on the soft on a soft blanket. You untie the ropes, in the soft on the soft blanket. It won't crack, and that's okay. So Gemara says, but then it's going to have to be staying there all Shabbos. Didn't we learn in the mission? Oh, first of all, no. The first question is, is what's wrong with glass? Glass is not muksa. You can just take it directly. So what's the problem? The answer is, this is not just any old glass. That's not muktzah. Most glass is true. It's not muktzah. It's useful. We're talking about the containers that the blood letters use. So those uh, that catches the blood, uh, that's not useful for any other use. It's disgusting to drink out of them. Nobody would drink out of them, and therefore it's muktzah. Okay. So the glass is muktzah, so you have to look hazily. Now, the problem is, is that if the glass lands on this... Um, yeah, what's the question, Mati? Yeah, so I'll start over. It was a bad connection. You said, what's your question? It's in the courtyard, yes. In the courtyard. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that, it's in a protected area. So it's not really Rishasayachid, but the point is it's not, um, it's not, uh, it's where we're just unloading it in a protected area where it's not, not nobody's going to touch it. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're, that, that's what I'm saying. We're taking it in a place where it's not your house. You're not unloading it in your house. You're unloading it in the courtyard. The advantage of the courtyard is, is that it's only the people who share it are your neighbors. Nobody's going to take something, you understand, in this area. It's better than a Carmelite because it's, it's, it's private to our group. You understand? Okay, but... Uh, Yes, we have an Erev uh, that we could carry in it, but it's, I'm not literally bringing it into my house. And, um, and the idea is, is that I'm just letting it loose over here. Again, the carrying concern we, was done by the animal, so we're not worried about that. And all we're doing is relieving the animal of its load. That's all we're worried about right now. You follow? Now, what the question is, there's a separate problem. If it's landing on the soft pillows, those pillows are going to be stuck. Um, and it's mevato klimeichana. We learned earlier on that you're not allowed to take a good utensil and make it unusable on Shabbos. So the answer is b'shlifi zutri. We're talking about where it's small containers, and these small containers could land on the pillow, and then slowly but surely, if you wanted, you could slip out those pillows from underneath it. It'll go closer to the ground, and then it'll land gently on the ground, and it won't crack even if it's on the ground. But the bottom line is I can access my pillows 
if I want to, so it's not breaking it down. Now, basically, we have a question. If my animal's carrying muktza items, tevel, vashishios, or large, or, or basically uh, sheets of glass, so matters you can untie the ropes, you have to untie the ropes, even though it's going to be cracking. Now, it sounds like that I'm going to have to let the glass crack, and that's too bad. So the Gemara says, the reason why is we're talking about very large sheets of glass that I, anyway I'm going to need to cut down to measure to make it for the size of a window. So therefore, if it cracks on by landing on the ground, then it's not going to be really a significant loss because it was anyway bigger than my needs were as it is. Um, that's basically the way it used to be, that you get a big sheet of glass, and then afterwards you want to fit it into the window frame, you cut it down to size. So that's the case over there. And... Uh, It sounds like, no, the, the, we're worried about Tsar Balichayim, the animal's pain, and therefore we need to take what's on the animal off. And, but we're also worried about, about ruining things, and therefore, uh, but the question is, how do we deal with this balance? It's glass, the glass is going to break, and we say that Tsar Balichayim is more important than the fact that the glass is going to break. Too bad that the glass is going to break. It doesn't bother us. The answer, so... So the Gemara explains that normally we do worry about such a loss. The reason why we're not worried about the loss is because it's a very minor loss. And that's what it says. Tevel has to be similar to Tevel. It's things that you are mukta, not glass that's usable. It's mukta glass. Why am I supposed to suffer the loss of it breaking? Maybe if since it's even it is a little bit of a small loss because it's going to be some small pieces of glass that are not going to be useful for me. But it's only a small loss. Kamashmalan, that we don't worry about small losses, only like a significant loss. And Tanya If the animal's carrying grain, which is typically untied grain, which is therefore mukta, you slip your head, uh, its head under his head underneath it. Basically, you just get it to go off the other side of the animal. And then it'll just fall off. So basically, you're figuring out a way to uh, uh, loosen it off the animal without touching it directly, so that it's relieving the animal from its load, and it's falling to the ground without touching it because it's muktza. Now, the dunk, here's a very interesting story. The dunk of Rabbi Gamliel was carrying honey. Honey is very valuable. He wouldn't, didn't want to take it off um, because, we'll see why. Uh, and he basically was leaving it on all Shabbos long on the animal. In the end, he suffered the loss of the donkey. The donkey died from carrying such heavy load over the whole Shabbos. So the Gemara is bothered by this whole halacha. What, what's going on with Rabbi Gamliel? What's wrong with honey? Honey is a useful food. It's not mukta. Take it off directly. The answer is, kishedvish. This was spoiled honey. The honey soured, not useful, not edible anymore. So the Gemara says, then why is he taking, carrying uh, spoiled honey? 
Hidrish Lamai Chasi. The answer is honey is used as a medicine, the Kasisa de Gamla. It's for the camels, uh, it's a salve that they used for wounds. Um, honey is very good for you cover a wound with it, a deep gash, it'll heal it. Um, why wouldn't you just uh, untie it and let it fall to the ground? The answer is Mitzruziki. It's gonna break the containers, and it'll be a loss. So he says, so what? Let him bring pillows, and let it, the pillows catch it. So he says, Mitamfi. They're gonna get full of the spoiled honey, and they're gonna be useless. You won't be able to use it, and it'll be bitoklimechana. I says the Gemara, but still, how can you leave it on the animal? It's and uh, so it's Daraisa Isser. So you should be allowed to do the Darbanan instead of uh, transgressing the Daraisa of Tzar So the answer is, Kosovar Tzar Balichayim, Darbanan is only rabbinic in nature. It's not Midaraisa. Okay, so, and that's why he didn't feel he had a choice to take it off. He didn't want to suffer the loss on the one hand. And he couldn't let it go on the pillows because uh, that would be bitokli mechana. So he just left it on the animal, hoping for the best. But the animal, in the end, died. So it didn't really work out well. Now, okay, Abai Ashkel Abai found Rabba the Komeshavshifli Levrei Agabad Chama. He was playing with his son, and he was rubbing the son on the side of the donkey, like playing with him. Okay, now Amrlei Komeshtamish Marbe Balchayim. That you're not allowed to use a live, an animal, so you're not allowed to do that. Amrle, so he told him, This is the side of the animal. That's not the only iser of using an animal is in the normal way. So if I put my child on the back side, or back of the animal to ride, that would be prohibited. But he's just sliding off the side of the animal, you know, playing with him. There's no xera on the sides of the animal. So, so the, how do I know that they never made the Xerat? Because the Mishnah says, You can untie, I'm sorry, you untie the ropes and the sacks fall down. My love, what kind of sacks? My love, aren't we talking about where the, it's this way of uh, the way the animals, uh, you know, they tied? Basically, they, the way to load an animal, they would have two evenly weighted sacks. And they're tied to each other with the rope, and they're basically um, the only way to untie it is basically to lean up against the animal to get the ropes off the other one, and then they both will fall to the side. Point being is, is that I'm using in order to remove it, I have to lean on the side of the animal to get it off. That's what it means uh, with the chaver gavalki davalit stadin. If it's stadin, obviously they didn't make a, a gzeir on it. So the says not necessarily true. Lo bechaver agvalki. Which is basically a, a, a galviki, which is basically the lohavet sudden. Basically, it could be that there's a center peg that holds everything up, and basically, the, all you have to do is you don't have to lean on the animal, you just lift up the peg, and then that's what's holding the two side ropes, and then everything will fall down off the animal. Point being is that there is not, not necessarily um, a need to lean on the animal to be able to get the load off of, uh, off of each other. Um, anyway, inami belechta. Another way that uh, another form of having the animal loaded up is again similar. Uh, basically, there's a ring. Uh, that's what a lechta is. It's like a type of ring that all you need to do is pull a little bit, 
and uh, then it, the, take out the nail, and uh, then they automatically will untie it. Basically, they're held to each other with a peg, and as soon as you pull the peg, it they'll all fall down. Point being, some other form where it's not a, there's nothing, no reason for me to lean on the animal. So it doesn't prove anything that the sides of the animal are okay. Now, if we have a question, we want to prove that the sides of things are prohibited. How? From the laws of Sukkah. So, if you have two walls that are man-made, and one of the walls is a tree wall, it's kosher, but you can't use it on Yantif because... Uh, why not? So obviously we're talking about using it's using the tree. My love the isn't it attached to the side of the tree? It's the side of the tree. If it's studying, you're not allowed to use the side of the tree. If I'm not allowed to use the side of the tree, isn't that the same thing as the side of the animal? So where it says, No, that's not what is going on. The kafia you bent over the tree, and then you lean the skach on the on the top of the tree. And that's the Kamashamish Bilan, I'm using the tree. Iachi, the the primary tree. Iachi, if that's true, let's look at the latter case. If it's three but man-made walls, and one wall by the tree, it's kosher. If I turn the tree to the side, am I It's again using the tree. So you're right. The side of the tree is asar. Why when it's three walls without the tree, and one wall with the tree, even then, if it's Dadan or Asr, then it should still be Asr. So, if so, my own Labiantif, why am I allowed to use it on Yantif? Even according to you, let's say you're right that the sides are Asr, why would that be allowed also? It does make sense. Obviously, Hasam the Prasachna. We're talking about a very uh, lush bush type of tree where there's many branches that go to the sides, and basically it's a standalone wall that has nothing to do. We have a three wall sukkah already without it. The schach is not even leaning on it, and it's just providing a fourth wall, which is no problem. The ilan gufei, dofen ba'almo, the ilan itself, the tree itself is really only a regular wall, who the shavye, and that's all it is. The ekonami, it makes sense. The ekonami, is that klal, here's the rule, kol she'ilu, kol ilu she'inata le'ilan v'yecholol amod, olun l'abiyamtef, any time that if the tree, if it was taken, um, if you take down the tree and, uh, away, if you take the tree away and, there's, and the sukkah remains, you can use it on Obviously, we're talking about when, the, basically, in the case where it's the fourth wall, it's basically a non-entity. It's just there, and it's not even connected to it at all. Okay, now, the question is, using, uh, uh, using the side of, the, of, of, of a muqsa item, like your animal, or like the tree, is that allowed or not? So, we want to say it's machlokis tanoim. Ain on la biyamtif, you can't go up on yamtif. Reb Shimon ben Elazar, Omer, Mishum Rameyer, on la biyamtif, you could go up on yamtif. Now, what's the case? My labaka mefli, Timar Savit's Dadan Asur, one says the side is Asur, Marsavar Mutarin, and that would explain they're arguing in the sides. Okay, that's machlokis. So I'm Rabbi, load not necessarily true. The Kuli Amit Stadan Asur. Everybody agrees that the sides are prohibited. This is the side of the side, meaning we're not talking about the, we're not using the side of the tree directly. There's something attached to the side of the tree that, and we're benefiting from what's attached to the side of the tree. 
And that's the machlok. It's mar sovitz didit zdodin asurin, or mar sovitz didit zdodin mutarin. That we, you know, it's two steps removed. And we're going to see more about this. This is very relevant when you have a hammock and there's a screw in the tree and the hammock hangs on the screw that's attached to the tree. Is that called using the tree? That's tzidit zdodin. And uh, one opinion is that tzidit zdodin is still asur, and the other one says that it's actually mutar. And um, Rav Amar Manda Asar Bitstadin Asar Nami Bitsidisadin. If you say the side is Asar, then the side of the side is also Asar. And um, and um, and Manda Shari Bitsidisadin. If you say the side of the side is Mutter, then Shari Nami Bitsadin. And that's where we're going to get to the bottom line on this halacha. But we'll stop over here at the Eisvei. That's the stopping point. And to be continued, Mirzashem, tomorrow, Shabbos. Um, we'll take it up again, Matzah Shabbos at 10 p.m. Um, for everyone. Yes.